with that being said, here we go. So what we have here is a part two. We have part one, part two, part three. A part one goes something like this, right? So they're gonna ask you general questions. Hello, so what's your name? Okay, what's your candidate number? All right, so where are you from? Tell me about your family. Where do you live? What does your apartment look like? You know, are you studying? Are you working? Very, very general questions in part one, which I know okay. in fact that you will nail no problem. And then you would go into the part two. And so that's what I'm gonna give you right now. I'm not gonna grade you or anything. I just wanna give you an idea of what you're going to be or what you're going to have to look out for. So what a part two is, is they're gonna give you a small card, okay? On this card is going to be a topic with some sub points in the topic that you must cover and then the explanation at the very bottom. Some people say speak for a minute and a half, but then if you speak for a minute and a half, they might ask you a follow-up question. They might ask you to continue. I like to say, keep it on the safe end and aim for about a minute and 45 seconds. Because others have said, oh, if you speak for two minutes, the examiner, and again, you're facing them. This isn't TOEFL IBT, it's no computer. You're facing them, right? Uh, they'll just wave you off and they'll cut you off. And the problem is, depending on what country you're in, I have no idea how these people are in different countries, right? But if you have a bad examiner that day and he says, it just waves you off, guess what happens? He's going to use that against you when he scores your part two. If you didn't answer, let's say, two of the four bullet point questions, he's going to use that against you. I'm starting to think that a computer is better than a person. But yes, okay. of course it is. <laughs> no, but the thing maybe is, I'll take them both to see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. TOEFL more preference again, like, but the examiners in Brazil might be amazing. Uh, the examiners here in Thailand, they're. They're they're assholes. I hate to I hate to I hate to put it that way, but they are. I hear the worst stories ever. Why? Because normally the examiners who are here, they're like six hundred and seventy-five thousand years old, and then they're all angry and they're all and they just they're just born they weren't born assholes, but they became assholes somehow down the line. You understand what I'm saying? I don't believe what you say or you hear about Brazil because most Brazilian people are assholes. <laughs> yeah. I heard it Paulo. Sao Paulo, they're very nice. Rio, yeah, I heard yeah. I've met some folks from Rio and they were like They are nice they are nice with foreigners. Oh not the locals. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> not the locals, huh? No. That sounds like New York. You know, New York, they're very, very they're they're very helpful towards you know foreigners and foreign guests and even people stateside from other states but when it comes to like someone from new york and someone from new york it's just boom 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 it's just a little bit wild it would basically be like you're a foreigner you go to rio people will go over the, their way to help you wow but if you are a local you can be homeless and starving and people just kick you in the head do you know what that, what that probably happens everywhere? Well, no, I wouldn't say it happens everywhere, but I see it like I'm in Bangkok, right? 
So I've been living out here, Bangkok two years, Thailand for seven years. And, you know, there are people just laying all over the sidewalks at times. Um, but they don't necessarily step on one another. They are a little bit cuckoo. They try touching me. I, you know, I have to get a little, I have to get a little American on them and say, you better get off me, goddammit. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, um, that's, a, that's, that's really funny. Running out of time. That's so weird. Anyways, yeah, I just got a weird pop-up message, which was really, really weird. Okay, so nonetheless, here we go. Sure. What we're going to do here in this part two is you are going to get this topic, and then you're going to take notes. So here we go. The topic, yeah, you're going to take some notes, okay? Okay. And I'm going to guide you through this because you're actually not, oh, I could probably screen share with you. Oh, my God. That can is the most amazing thing. Yes, I can. So let me see what I can do here. I can screen share. Okay, let's see what we got here. Share. Oh, my God. Um, desktop. Can I share the desktop? No, I can't. Uh, uh, whiteboard? No, no. Um, well, I guess not. Share computer sound, optimize. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, wait, wait, maybe uh, allows you. Damn it, just share it. Hold on two seconds. I almost got it. I just have to open up the preferences for some reason. Um, no problem. Oh my god, this is a pain in the ass. Okay, here we go. Zoom will not be able to record. Why get it? Get out of here. This is stupid. Nope, I'm not going to screen share it. Sorry. Okay, so here we go. What we're going to do, <laughs> part two, the topic. Describe something you don't have now, but would really like to own in the future. Something you okay. don't have now, but you would really like to own. Now, the four cues are what the thing is, how long you have wanted to own it for, okay? So use some present perfect, past perfect. Well, I saw this about four years ago and I've always wanted to own it because I realized it would be so beneficial. And the third question, where you first saw it. Okay. So what I would do is go like maybe 25, 25, 25, meaning 25 seconds, 25 seconds, 25 seconds. And the last question is, and explain why you would like to own it. That's your explanation. That's a tricky question. Because <laughs> again, this is when the imagination is going to have to play a role because a lot of my students, they're like, oh, but I, I don't want to own anything. I'm like, you better make something up, <laughs> you know? Well, let's try it. Okay. That's funny because uh, actually I was saying about the same. I don't have a, a special desire. Like I want to have this, but I cannot afford it. Right, right, right. <laughs> but let's fake it. No problem. Exactly. Let's see it. Let's see, let's see if you can fake it real well too. Because they'll never know. They don't know you personally. So you can fake it however you want to fake it. Okay, ever since I was a teenager, I wanted to have a boat because I want to sail around the globe. I think a boat gives you a sensation of being free 
and sometimes if I, I live in Rio, but tomorrow I want to spend a month in, I don't know, Greece. I can just sail over there because, you know, I have a, a sailing permission from the Brazilian Navy. Yes, I do. It's true. I'm not faking it. Anyway, uh, I want to have this boat since I started university. Um, I'm a naval architect, by the way, so I want to build my own boat. I don't want to buy a boat. I will build my own boat. It's probably a retirement plan. You know, once I get retired from my job, I will, I don't know, go to a rent a small house with a shed and build my own boat, maybe with a couple of friends who are also retired. We are all naval architects and that would be a funny project to do. Good. Oh, now, that was a good way to end it. That would be a funny or a fun project to do. Um, you talked about, again, present perfect. Since you were a kid, that was really good. What the thing was, a boat, you built up your storytelling. See, I try telling everyone, don't answer as in it's just a sequence of questions. You were able to take those questions and mesh them together into a storytelling story. That was brilliant for the first, you know, for the first, uh, for the first segment, obviously, for these part twos. So you have an idea. I don't know if you mentioned where you first saw it, though. You say you've always wanted a boat, but not a particular boat. Yeah, but nonetheless, you got, yeah, three of the four questions. Nonetheless, you got it. Again, some grammatical things and over here, over there. But all I wanted you to do is to understand what the part two is. This is exactly what you will do. And you did very, very, you did very well for the first time. Okay. I'll believe you. <laughs> Again, I think. Like, nobody actually knows what's the first time they saw a boat. Like. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I, I live in a coastal city. It's like, I live in Rio. It's by the beach. <laughs> like, right, <no>. right. <laughs> they are always there, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I know that when, by the time I was nine, I knew I wanted to be a naval architect. So, wait, you are a naval architect right now? Yes. Wow, that is so great. That is cool. That is really cool. But that was not a fake, fake question. Yeah, but I don't, that I don't want the boat. <laughs> I don't really want a boat, but uh, my dream would be to build a dracker boat with my friends, but we'll not sail with a dracker boat, you know. <laughs> you might not even make it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but yeah, dragon boats. Hey. Well, with the new laws on Brazilian, re Brazilian retirement, I'll be too old to build that. Once they get retired. Wait, wait, wait. So what's the, what's the law now for, with Brazilian retirement? Uh, 65 year old, years old and you're to get retired. And you retirement. Not forced when we can't get retired. Before, you, I would have to work for 30 years. Then I could get retired. Oh, I see. I see. 
Okay, so when you're like, so let's say you're 66 up to 70, whatever age after 65, and you want to build a boat, you wouldn't be able to. I would be uh, menopausal and probably have osteoporosis. <laughs> I don't think building would be my game anymore. Maybe knitting or playing chess on the square. <laughs> Is that what they do? Is that what they do out there in Brazil? What is what do the old folks out there in Brazil do? I'm sorry, not Brazil, Rio, because Brazil is massive. So what do they do in Brazil, old folks? Do they just sit around and you know drink tea at the cafes like I see in Vietnam or yeah? Well, actually, they cannot afford to to take tea, to drink tea in cafes. They'll probably be struggling to pay for the health insurance. Uh and taking care of their grandchildren. They'll have a shitty life. Oh. <laughs> it's just a way to wait for death. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's no boats for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make sure you don't say that during the, the, the IELTS speaking. Oh my God, that would be a disaster. <laughs> I just play with the i just want a boat right. i will build it and right. explain why i'll build it and stuff like that there you go you got it you got it it's so interesting speaking to someone finally from rio i found yeah man i got plenty of stories with folks from brazil the first brazilian i ever met he was so rude uh but that was in australia so i was like yeah you don't count so then i met some other folks from brazil and on my eso podcast brazil is the number two listeners so they love me and bello bello horizon and mene merai menai gerai oh my god i can't minas gerais here we go minai gerais jesus that is uh people from minas gerais really love to go live in the usa it's like they are the main reason why we get our visas denied all the time. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Why? Because they want to go live out there? That's craziness. Yeah, and they go as tourists and they forget to come back. Uh, you know? <laughs> uh, they, they forget. Suddenly, uh, it just seems like everyone has amnesia. I just missed my flight. <laughs> For 10 years, you missed your flight? 10 years? <laughs> oh, I missed my first flight, but then I couldn't afford to buy a new one. <laughs> oh, my God. Brazil is so big, man. You know what? And it's funny. I'm, I'm going to be getting into these part three questions real soon. But I wanted to ask you, what's uh? There's some areas in northern Brazil or something, or maybe deep within... Because, you know, the Amazon is massive, but there are some areas that people really don't know about, some really beautiful areas. What's a beautiful area, like a city, a small city, a small town that most people don't know about on the outside world, but only Brazilians know about? I think since we have many tourists every year, most people know our best place to go. And near Rio, we have uh, an island, it's called Ilha Grande. That's really beautiful. You know, you can uh, schedule some boats, boat trips. And the sea is really blue. You can swim with the fishes and stuff. Scuba diving, if you like. Uh, we also have up the north, northeast, not exactly north. We have a place called Maranhão. 
that in the middle of the year, they have on their dunes some sort of rain lagoons mm. that are be really beautiful. I never went there, but I want to go some someday. And we, we have the Iguazu Falls as well that are really famous that you can see from Brazil. In this case, I think it's Paraná and Argentina. And I think from Uruguay or Paraguay. I'm not sure which, which one. Which one? But these are the main tourist points. The Amazon forest, but uh, too many bugs and snakes for me. Thank you, I don't want to. Y'all got purple <laughs> spiders out there. Y'all got big old it. purple spiders. I didn't even know purple spiders existed until I saw that video. I'm like, oh my God. Y'all got the most poisonous dart frogs ever. The, the, yeah. frog, the strawberry, the yellow berry, the blueberry, the batberry, the whatever berry. Like, they, they will kill you in seconds. Oh my God, it's scary. But they're yeah, no kissing frog here, please. <laughs> Can you imagine? And you know, you always got that one foolish tourist who's like, I'm going to take a picture with this blue frog. And then the frog just goes, Boop! and then next thing you know, oh, we have to feel sorry because he died. You knew damn well <laughs> that frog was going to kill you. Oh, my God. Happens all the time, I bet. <sighs> Disney frogs. I'm sorry? You said the blue frog. It's Disney's fault. You see the blue frog. Yep. You see, oh, he must be a gorgeous prince. You <laughs> <laughs> just take that. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, and you know, hey, to be honest with you, they might ask you some questions about, it could be something, it's not going to be so directly related towards politics, but just know that that specific question I just asked you, could be asked in different terms. Uh, okay. But because we know what's happening in Amazon right now and, you know, all that craziness, uh, is there bias? Uh, do the examiners want you to uh, answer in a particular way? Do they want you to take a stance? I've heard about that in Canada. Um, uh, I've heard about that, that in Russia. Be careful. That depends. Uh, the politics. Politic questions is a bit hard because uh, we know that we elected a right-wing president this time and people who vote for him, they are really passionate about it. So if I answer the wrong, the wrong way, there are probably would. It's like our president believes that the, the fires in the Amazon, Amazon forests were supported or paid for by you know who leonardo dicaprio yeah. right yes how can you take someone like that seriously <laughs> when i heard that i said leonardo being the guy that he is so and he's an environmentalist did you see that amazing netflix film about the ivory trade happening in africa like Leonardo DiCaprio and, and that girl Greta, I don't know how to say her surname. Uh, yeah, something Berg from Sweden, right? Yeah. yeah. They both paid to burn our forests. Oh, assholes. Said that? <laughs> he said the girl paid to get some. 
She's being paid by uh, the guy from Tesla. I don't know. Oh, he blamed Elon Musk. <laughs> he said, you know what? We got some folks in this world. They talk a bunch of, hey, because you saw, obviously, my head of state, I, he's not mine. He's just a person that exists. He has said some really bad things about African-Americans. So you already know what I, listen, I'm pro-world. He's not pro-world. He's anti-everything except specific groups in America that has the disease of racial hatred that's inflicted and runs through their bloodlines, right? Now, here in Thailand, I'm not going to say anything, but ooh, some things are happening out here. Disease is flying around from China. This place could be shut down shortly. Boom, I go to Vietnam. But nonetheless, man, it's just the head of states right now in some countries. Come on, man. They say some things that I'm like, why are you just... I just think it's fun. It's good comedy. It's good comedy. It makes people laugh. It makes people laugh for sure. <laughs> um, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm desperate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned about my future. Yeah. And when people actually in my, my job, people ask me why I didn't vote for him. I, and I joke, I didn't vote for him because he, he saw something about, uh, here we have places called uh, Quilombo. Mm -hmm. Quilombo is not like a ghetto, but it's only for African descendant people. It's where the slaves ran away to. I see. So they built a small community, like a small village. Mm -hmm. And he said he went to a place like that and the thinnest person over there Weighted uh, seven arrobas. One arroba, it's like 15 kilos. It's a measure for animals, you know. It is a measure for animals, and therefore it would, would be a measure for slaves in the past. And he said that in a Jewish club, and people would laugh. And I was like, come on, I would vote for the devil himself, but not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy uh, just knowing about history, especially out there in Australia. You know, Ast Australia with the Abor I hate to call them Aborigines. Let's call them the real indigenous Australians. Okay. The indigenous people of Australia, they weren't even considered human beings until about 1980 or 1990s. A teacher who I work with out here in Bangkok, he told me that. You can hunt them. You can hunt the ab you can hunt the indigenous people like you can hunt animals in Australia about 40 years ago. So it's really, really funny where a lot of people they say, oh, they they they're they're perfections, right? They they believe that, yeah, like America, like America, the ones that beat their chest and they say, America's the greatest country. I'm like, you guys haven't been to Singapore, you've never been to Finland, you've never been to Sweden, you've never been to Norway, you haven't been to Denmark. Please don't do that until you actually travel because people who don't want to uncover the dark side of history or tell us, oh, well, that was a long time ago, but it runs in your DNA because guess what? The people and their comments that are coming out of that country show that type of mindset of what people thought of a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? So that comment from your boy over there and the things I've heard from America and Thailand. Boy, 
hey, I'm happy. These millennials, they want change. I'm very excited about the future generations because the older generations, God damn! Oh my God, they are jacked. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's really fun. It's interesting speaking about this with someone, uh, you, you know, like you, like straight out of Brazil. I've only spoken to three Brazilians. One, she's an actress in Belgium, if I'm not, no, Austria. The number two, she's just, she has just moved back to a country probably south of Rio. I don't know where, I don't know the name, but she, again, very successful in her own right. And then there's you, a naval architect. So I love hearing people's opinions about different things. And it's very important to share, you know, to respect others' opinions, but to also share experiences. So, yeah. Woo! Right now, here is not the, the moment to share too yeah. much. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, uh, I'm like a Madagascar penguin, like, smile and wave. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone asks me any question, listen, I, I don't focus on anything I can't control, but I am aware of things like of that nature. You know what I mean? And people blaming, you know, that's one thing, one, you know, re responsibility. Need, people need to take responsibility. So what's happening in Australia? Hey, you need responsibility. China, responsibility. Amazon, responsibility. America, no response. No, I'm kidding. America, responsibility. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But anyways, okay, let me give you a couple more questions. We went on a really cool rant. So here we go. What type, now this is a part three question. With the part three question, it's going to be more detailed, more specific. You're going to have to speak. You're, use your English language capabilities. Let's just put it that way. Okay. General questions. Do you like television? That's part one. That's easy. But part three they want to see how good, how well you actually speak. So you would be asked a question like this. Excuse me. What types of things do young people in your country most want to own today? Okay. Uh, what kind of things most people, young people want to own in my country today? I would say um, iPhone 11. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah. Most people in Brazil really dig smartphones and stuff like that. Give me three reasons. Three reasons. Uh, first, I believe it's about status. Because uh, right now I own an iPhone 7 and still works for me. But I'm an old lady, so no, <laughs> I don't have it. But a teenager would have uh, iPhone 10. But all of my friends have the 11, and you have to buy the 11 for him. Otherwise, they'll be depressed, and they'll need to be medicated and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand, because when I was a kid, we used to hear a no and take it with a little bit of class. You know, yep. today... It's almost forbidden to say no to a child. You have to say, yes, yes. Of course, mommy will buy it for you. It, uh, an iPhone 11 in Brazil costs about eight minimum wages. And people buy it. Eight minimum, wait, eight minimum wages, meaning is that minimum wage? Monthly wage. Monthly. Wow. 
Yes. Well, in Thailand, that would be four, four monthly wages. Wow. Damn. And people still buy it for status, status yeah. symbol. Yeah. I believe it's just for status because no one wants to work for eight months to buy it. I don't, I don't mean everyone only makes a minimum wage. Like as a naval architect, I, I don't make as little money as they, right. as them. But it's, um, usually the poorer the person, the more value they put on things like smartphones and stuff. Mm. It's like uh, a teenager boy who makes minimum wage is out of school. He'll work a whole month to buy a new pair of sneakers. I see. I see. They will work the whole year for a fancy telephone. That's crazy. And yeah. that's more, that's again, you, and I love it because you're focusing on the, the mindset of millennials and young people in general. So that is very, very important. And that's a very, very good argument. It's something very good, a very deep, detailed topic that you could get into. Uh, what is it? Yeah, while speaking about something like this. Again, you had a lot of details, but you, again, answering that question and going deep, that's all you need. And you made very little grammatical errors too. So I'm very proud of you on that. Oh, where's my camera? I don't know. You disappeared. My camera's gone. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so <laughs> hold on. Here we go. Yeah, I don't know what I did. Okay, nonetheless, here we go. Uh, so does that make some sense? And again, why do some people feel they need to own things? That would be question number two. You already answered question number two. But the last question that I'm going to give you right now, do you think that owning lots of things make people happy? Mm, not exactly happy, but usually when we are a bit down, going to a shopping spring, it's like, oh my God, I'm so happy that I bought a new purse. I have 11 purses, but this one will be my favorite. For five minutes. Mm. For five minutes. Uh, Good emphasis. I love that. Keep going. I think uh, owing stuff doesn't make you happy. But buying stuff gives you a bit of a dopamine rush on your brain. That's at the time you're buying. It's so, so good. But when the time the credit card bill arrives at home and you're like all depressed again because you have to pay for that 12 purse that you don't need it and you haven't used yet right. because it didn't go with any of your clothing so <laughs> it makes you happy yeah for five minutes and regrets for the rest of the month damn i love that like you are so good at answering these questions that dopamine rush and when you said that five minutes of happiness, it reminded me of a book. I don't know why I bought this book, but he apparently is from Brazil. Paulo Coelho. Yes, he's Paulo Coelho. Paulo, oh, say that one more time. Say that one more time. Paulo Coelho. 
Coelho. Oh, damn. Coelho is rabbit. <laughs> damn, they called him a rabbit. He's got a rabbit last name. That's interesting. Yes. Whoa. Co Coelho. How do you do the Leo at the end? That's tough. Yo, Coelho. <laughs> Coelho. Oh, okay, that's not Yes. Cool. I could do that. He wrote a book, Adultery, and this lady, she was so depressed. It was such a depressing book that I stopped reading it after eight minutes, and I never picked up a fictional novel again because, you know what I mean? It was just, uh, she was like, my husband, he left me, so I'm going on the shopping spree, and I'm happy for 10 minutes, and then I go back into depression. So when you said five minutes of happiness, I thought of the book Adultery by Paulo Coelho, you know what I mean? Well, I think she's twice as happy as I am because my, <laughs> my happiness lasts for five minutes. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Oh, my God. But good job. Good job overall.